trade RJ because look, the RJ thing is over. Let's stop. Let's stop with the RJ. Stop kidding yourself, okay? He gives you forty-four points every now and then. He'll have a good game, and then he just comes out and looks like garbage. And and it's like you don't know how to feel about him. He's lukewarm, okay? Trade RJ. He can't. He can't create shots off the dribble. He dribbles in a straight line. He dribbles at a fifth grade level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you know about benchmark? Uh-huh. They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear. They rep a jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michael Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? <gasps> what to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe, 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. What is this business? You know how they go. You playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. This is the last episode of 2022. Time really flies. Greg Smooth, Greg, the bait your mother sends me. How you doing tonight? <laughs> he almost mixed it up. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Live, live from Houston with all the, the Meg the Stallions. <laughs> you couldn't say J Prince, you say Meg the Stallions. Hey, shout out to Meg. She, she was. She, she won her case. She got what she, she wanted. Wow, oh, smooth operator, Davenport, flu game season. How you doing? I've been better, but you know, we're going to make it work. All right, we're going to do some house maintenance, get some things out of the way. 2022. Give me y'all top five albums that y'all rocked with in 2022. We're going off top of the off of the off the top of my head, and I'm sure for you it's the same thing, Miles. So it, it for me, my top album of the year was Don FM by the Weekend, and and I and that was a resurgence for me. I wasn't even listening to the Weekend like crazy before I'd even gone to his concert. I, his concert was like a big listening part listening party for me for that album. So I heard a lot of those songs for the first time in person. That's the best album of the year to me. Um, and then we got you know uh, what's why am I? I'm blanking on Drake's last album. Why am I blanking on it? Why am I blanking on it, guys? Help me out. Help me out. Um, when he just dropped, y'all feel y'all blanking too? Are we all blanking on it? The one with Twenty One. Yeah, it was. It was that her loss. Or was it? Yeah. It was yeah. Her yeah. loss. Her loss. Okay. Her loss. Yeah. So her loss would be at number two, or in the top five. I don't know if I'm going to go in order, but Donovan was definitely one. Um, what else? What else? Yo, man, that, that's his album was hard. I don't know if it's top five, but it was hard, though. Like, it deserves a mention. Even if I'm not going to put it top five, it deserves, a, it deserves a, a, it's in the conversation. I can't relate to what you was talking about, but it was hard. That's all I know. That album was tough. So that album goes in. That's his last album. And, and I, I feel bad because I'm not, I don't even know if I remember the name of her album off the top of my head either, which is pissing me off. I'm blanking. Um, but since his last album was crazy, um, what else would I say? What else would I, would I put in there? SOS. Um, SOS. SOS. Thank you. SOS. Um I thought I thought that I thought that future album was hard too. Uh that came out earlier this year. Um I actually loved Gunner's album. I was a fan of that one. That one hit hard for me. 
So I'll put Gunner's album in there too. And I'm not giving you all the titles off the top of my head, but we can always circle back. And I know we've got an editing wizard here. So he'll, he'll, he'll add all these titles in as, they, as I talk about them. But the Gunner, the Gunner album was hard. Um, and the Future album was hard too. I, I round out about five, but there's mm-hmm. definitely things I'm, mentioning, I'm missing out for sure. Um, but I, those are probably the top five albums I enjoyed the most this year. I, I enjoyed Honestly Nevermind a lot too. So I'd probably kick one of them out for Honestly Nevermind. People aren't as big of a fan. But me, I enjoyed that album. So honestly, you honestly, like Renaissance. <laughs> now, if Chris, if Chris were here, that'd be number one for him. So I'll I'll just mention it for for the for the big cat that uh, Renaissance is number one for him. He loves he loves that. He loves that. <laughs> he's doing that little he's doing a little trend on TikTok where he was doing that dance to that song. <laughs> so that that's a Renaissance would be number one for Chris if he were here if he could be with us today. Uh, but you know. I'll represent. I'll represent his best interest here. Boss, what was your, your top five albums? Oh man, uh, definitely not Renaissance. I don't have that on my list. But um, <laughs> Ramona, what was it? Ramona, Ramona Park broke my heart. Vince Staples, that was a great album. Um, his last two albums have been really good. Uh, honestly, never mind. Both Drake projects were really good this year. Even though you know people had complaints about the honestly never mind because it's something he's never done before, it's like real, real out of his element. But sometimes you gotta you know step out of your comfort zone to make something good. Um, what else? Yeah, I have to. I liked uh, Baby Keem's album. That was hard. Yeah, that was hard. Um, King's Disease Three by Nas. That was. I mean, everything he drops at this point is a hit. So, which is crazy because he's almost fifty at this point. So it, he's going on like my whole lifetime. He's been killing the game. So, fact. Um, I got one more. Age, sex, location by Ari Lennox. That was that was really good. Dreamville, Ari Lennox. If y'all had to choose, combine it, movies, TV shows, top five, y'all movies or TV shows that y'all saw this year, three to five. You only got to give me five, three to five. Before we, before we do that, I got to mention that Blast has some projects in 2022, I think, that are, that definitely deserves some, some mention. In it. That's my, that's my, you know, that's my artist of 2022. Outside of the weekend and Drake, that, that's, he's, he's, he rounds out that, that top three for me. So I got to show some love to Blast because everything he dropped is hard. And he had a couple. He had a couple projects too. And you know, you know, you have a good project when you're carrying Bino, whatever his name is, on an album, and you're still making it hard because he's that that. Whew, that's yeah. the, that's like nah. They got a, nah, they got a good dynamic going. <laughs> Blast be carrying dude like LeBron carry Mo Williams, <laughs> but but um TV shows, TV shows, TV uh, shows <laughs> TV shows and or or movies, right? So it's a combination of both. That Top Gun movie was hard. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that movie. Top Gun was was a good movie. I didn't I didn't think I would. And if you know me, you know why. <laughs> but but I, I enjoyed that movie. Um, what else? I I, th- I thought Black Panther was hard too. That was a good movie. I, I have my complaints about it, but I, I enjoyed it enough for it to be in this conversation too. What's the show that I was in? Man, I mean. I'm, I'm I'm typical. We were talking about the shows a ton, but Power obviously was hard. The 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 Power Book Two with Tariq was hard. I enjoyed that. 
Uh, we talked about a lot on the show too. What other show was I into that I couldn't get out of uh, a ton of um, that are worth mentioning? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't even think. What 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 do you say? Yellowstone. I, I what is that? You never heard of Yellowstone for real? No, I never watched Yellowstone. What's that? Hold up, Tone. You heard of it? Yeah. It's like yeah, this, yeah, more well versed than me. Is this show based in like Montana? Kevin Costner. It's his show. Um, he owns a ranch. It's real. It's real white. You know, they they herd cattle. They they do all the stuff that you imagine they do in Montana. But they also get down and dirty and kill people and do stuff like that. So it's a it's a good show. It's a good show. You got to check it out. But this is why when you were we were at Chris's house and you called his house Yellowstone, which is why it was even funnier. <laughs> and I thought you was referencing the show when you said Yellowstone. Ooh. I didn't even realize. I think I heard him say that. I didn't. I just went when I thought he was talking about like it just being the size of a park. And I'm really it's a completely different thing he's talking about. Of course, I went over Chris Heck. I don't think Chris watched that show. So I don't think he knew. Um, I watched that show, You on Netflix, that show's hard. And I, I think they had a season they dropped during 2022. That, that deserves an honorable mention. Um, I watched You, that, 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 that's a good show. That's a good show. I, 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 once I started, I couldn't stop that show. So I give you about four things right there. I gotta throw out there for me, Glass Out, uh, Glass Onion, Knives Out. That was really good, just came out recently. Mm. Uh, a TV show called Only Murders in the Building. Season two was this year. Really, really good show. Abbott Elementary, which is basically to me the black office. Yeah. Very, very good show. Hilarious. And I'm gonna throw out a movie in there. I like Devotion and I like uh Hustle this year by Adam Sandler. I like I liked Hustle. Yeah. I would have preferred if he used some more some locals like he was supposed to do, but then LeBron and his checkbook came in and it was all NBA players. So Typical, typical stuff. Yeah, for me, I had The Peripheral, which just came out. I think it's on like Apple TV or Prime. It's too many to keep track of. Um, White Lotus. White Lotus is really good. Um, it's one of those like murder mystery shows that like it starts off, it gives you like somebody dies and then they flash back for the rest of the season leading up to the, the death. So that's good too. Um, Top Gun. Top Gun was really good. That Sometimes when you wait too long to make a, a sequel, it usually doesn't compare to the first one. But I think this was better than the first yep. one, which is crazy. But Tom Cruise is an animal. Like he's doing all these stunts. He's He's probably the craziest person in show business right now because there's no reason for you to be doing all these stunts, jumping out of planes, jumping off of buildings. You got enough money. You let the stuntman do that. Right. Um, Wednesday was good. Um, what was that? That was that um, Adam's Family show they had on Netflix. She did, whoever, I forget her name. She did a really good job. She sold it really well. Jenny Ortega. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shoot, I'm forgetting other ones, but that's it for now. That's all I got. Give me your top two sports moments of 2022. 
I'll start off for me. I'll give you all one. One of the biggest moments, because I'm a Tar Heel fan, was the the most beautiful thing of beating Coach K and Cameron Indoor and beating him in the tournament in his final season. That, to me, of course, would have loved to win a championship. But that low-key was UNC championship. Send that joker home with a bunch of L's against UNC. But yeah, y'all can go. Those, those, that's a good one. And I, that one stood up for me too. I'm a UNC fan, which people, you know, people may not know. But I root for them. So I, I would say, I, I would say that's one of them for sure too as a cop-out, but I think it is. Um, and, I, and I'm thinking about last year, I'm like, from my, my team's perspectives, it wasn't a very memorable, you know, sports year for me, you know? So when I think about all, all, all in all, it's tough, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, that, that fourth, I, I don't love the words. That fourth ring for Steph Curry is a big deal for him. You know, I, you, you went and I, I sent you guys something in the group chat about Evan Turner basically calling Andre Goddard and them, but I can't say on the podcast, but you know what it was. Like he was calling them softer, you know, ganging up, ganging up like that and basically holding the league ransom all those years when they had KD and there was no, no one else could win. So I would say that um, I would definitely put th- that moment of him winning that ring in Boston and especially that get his performance in game four was incredible. It's one of those top moments too, because I think he had just solidified everything we know about Steph already and put and put him in a conversation where it's like, all right, well, is he, is he on the, is he on the outside of that top 10 or is he in the top 10 all time? And I would say he's probably in top 10 all time. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big one too. If I had to, Put it there too. What else? What else? Man? What else? What? Would you have a memorable? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. What you got, Miles? Well, the St. Peter's run to the Elite yeah. Eight that was crazy. Like a school from Jersey City. Like I drive past there all the time when I'm out there, and just to think that they were beating all these like high major programs. That just shows how you know March Madness is probably the best time in sports. Because you have so many moments like that. You have teams that just go on a run. Like all it takes is one win. You feed off that. You keep going. Uh, it sucks that it started with them beating Kentucky, but whatever. Um, Aaron Judge hitting 62. That was incredible. And for him to do it clean, that's the other thing. I'm not yeah. knocking Barry Bonds and all them, but like that's the biggest thing that everybody you know has been talking about is like, He's still not the home run king, but like for him to do it clean and do it the right way, you gotta admire that. And let me see what else. Another one I got there too. Definitely to me is a top five, top ten athlete of all time. Serena Williams retiring, one of the biggest moments. And like I said, I'm saying top five, top 10 athlete, not female, not top five, top 10 athlete, Serena Williams, extremely dominant throughout her career from young to the point of where she was at now. And honestly, I think she probably had two, three years left of her if she wanted to focus on that. She wanted to start a family, focus on being a mom. But Serena Williams retiring, definitely one of the big moments of 2022 for me. Facts, facts. I agree. Well, the Mets beat the Phillies. They were down by like eight runs and came back in the ninth inning alone. That was pretty cool. That was fun for the people who care about baseball. For all ten of you, um, and then 
what else would I say? This I think this whole giant season's been a moment for, for for fans. I think the win in London was though that was probably the the height of it. I think where people knew that this thing could you know really go well for the Giants. And you know, obviously we on the we'll talk about that, but you know talk about all the football. But that that's um that that's that was a height that was a real cool moment for me anyway as a fan. I've enjoy, I enjoyed that a lot, and I didn't even get to watch that game. I got to watch it in the parking lot of the AAU tournament, giving my time away to these rotten ass kids. But here we are, right? So, you know, I, I I would say that's that's probably that was probably going to that rounds out my top moments for the season, like for the year, I think, in sports. Well, that Bills that Bills Chiefs game in the playoffs, where, you know, they took the lead late in the game, like 13 seconds left. That's all Mahomes had to get it downfield to try and tie the game, and he made it happen. So that's. That was one of those moments where you just you're just amazed at how good this guy is. I forgot that was even 2022. It felt like it happened that happened so long ago. Yeah. Bro, it's yeah. been a long, long year, bro. That really happened earlier this year, playoffs. They completely changed the overtime rules for the playoffs. Like all that happened this year, which is crazy. That is true. Transitioning this or that. <laughs> James Harden or Russell Westbrook? has the better career. <laughs> I, I would easily, too. People would get pissed when I say easily. You see, it's the way I say stuff. But James Harden has the better career. I, 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 they both have MVPs. James got his, right? I'm not, I'm making sure I'm, they both, yeah, if you, if you level that out and we're taking individual acts plays into account James Harden's the better basketball player like just overall um height Russell Westbrook was was incredible he was amazing he you know the triple doubles and it's not just that he impacted winning with his play he did he did at, his, at the height of his ability he also had came with his warts he also was a deficiency for his team that he was on too because of the weaknesses in his game even at his height that was still a thing you had to deal with but you did you took it because they were more positive and negative with him at his height with James Harden it was just complete domination of the game getting to the free throw line they've had to change the way they call fouls because of james harden right so in a way he has changed basketball in a way um because of the but not the way he, th- he might think you know he's manipulated the rules so much that they had to change the way they call these fouls and you know you're not having guys go to the free throw line 60 or 20 16 or 25 times a game um because of him so i think that's a that's you know i think when you take that into account and his overall skill he's a better shooter he's a better passer he's a better um ball handler than Russell Westbrook is you know just from a skill perspective I'm gonna take I'm gonna take James I'm gonna take James and also I think James is someone who and give credit to Russell Westbrook he's self-aware he's a, he's a just he's a six man now but James is still a high-end starter in the NBA that's what we are with him right now right like Russ is still a, is a high-end six man he's, he's probably the best six man in basketball right or one of them um so yeah I think I, 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 t- I take James I would take James and this is more on a different note but if you can eat whatever you want and still play at that level, at a decent level, that's something I can condone. So I think James Harden gets it there too. Before we go to the next one, Miles, what are your thoughts on the rumors that James Harden wants to go back to Houston? I think they're just rumors. Um, if he really wants to win, that shouldn't be a place that he's thinking about going back to. Because clearly they're not too focused on that right now so it's like what you're gonna join all these young kids and 
teach them about your old ways. Like, no, this is not this is not what we're doing. This is not what is, is happening. So I think his best shot is sticking with Philly. Um, either sticking with Philly or making a move somewhere else in the East because I'm trying to think of other teams that he could help. Um, maybe go back to Brooklyn. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, okay. But, okay. Um, no, going to Houston would be a problem. Like the saying, Houston, we have a problem. James would be that problem because you're trying to win and also trying to develop these young players. It's not going to match up. Like they got four or five guys who, you know, you develop them the right way. You can, you know, facilitate this rebuild pretty quickly. Like Sangoon, Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter. Like that's four guys that, you know, you build around those guys. You got something in Houston, but James is too far gone. Like he had his run in Houston, but it is what it is. Next, this or that. Two players with the most points and clutch time moments are DeMar DeRozan with 91 points, SGA with 90 points. Nobody has above 75. These are the top two clutch players point-wise in the NBA right now. For the game-winning shot, who would you put the ball in? Ball in their hands, SGA or DeMar DeRozan? DeMar, because he has, he, has he has a shot that he's perfected. Uh, SGA is really great, and he's, he's amazing. And he has a bright future, obviously, future MVP of the league at some point. But when you have someone, DeMar, or maybe DeMar so good is that he just knows he can get, he gets to his spots and you know what's coming and you, you can't stop it. And that's what makes him effective. And his game's in the age really well because of that. Um, so if I had to pick one person to get the ball into their hands, I'm picking DeMar DeRozan because I know DeMar's going to get to his spot, rise up, and he'll make that jump shot. He'll make that mid-range jump shot from all different types of angles, too. It's not like he likes one spot more than another. He just seems to be very effective from all parts of the floor when he's inside that three-point line. So I'll go with him because of what he's been able to do with his game since getting into the NBA and how it's aged. How it's aged. When you can shoot the ball like that, no matter where you're shooting it from, you're going to have a successful career. And <laughs> I think calling his career success would be an understatement. He's really, he's amazing. He's an amazing player. So I'll go with him because of the, the, the quality of shot I know I'm going to get from him and his ability to make it. I got to agree on the aspect too. Billy Donovan would agree with you because I've watched a lot of the Bulls games this year. When it's time to have a bucket in that fourth quarter, in that last three minutes, a lot of the time, the plays are drawn up for DeMar DeRozan, not Zach Levine. It's drawn up for DeMar DeRozan, which I think speaks to his shot-making ability, and he's done it. He was doing it when he was in San Antonio for that one or one year with Greg Popovich. And at one point, it was like, yo, you got to kind of get out of here. We're trying to lose, bro. Like, you <laughs> you doing this too much. You got it. You got to go, bro. So I'm probably going to go with DeMar, but SGA has a really, really bright future. And he's made some big-time buckets this year. He's broke the heart of a lot of, a lot of teams that have better records than OKC. So SGA, I have him at a, a – He's in my top five of I want the ball in their hands at the end of the game. Facts. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Demar, tomorrow would be my pick. Hey, week 17. 
the NFL, Roger Goodell, the owners are probably ecstatic. This is the best way possible they probably could have envisioned the NFL season ended off. Week 17 and week 18 having meaningful games. It's a bunch of meaningful games going all the way through the NFL. Starting and looking at the AFC. Do the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Tennessee Titans win that division? Jacksonville right now has the tiebreaker because they beat Tennessee, but they haven't clinched. Jacksonville and Tennessee have the same record. I'd say Jacksonville, honestly, because look at, look at everything that's going against Tennessee right now. They lost Tannehill. They got Malik Willis, who they just benched for Josh Dobbs, a guy who's never made a start in the NFL for tonight's game. You, you're missing Derrick Henry, although I think that's mainly to keep him healthy for the Week 18 game against Jacksonville, which will probably decide the division if, you know, they win this week. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence is playing out of his mind right now. So feeding off the momentum, Tennessee's been kind of on a, a downward slope. Zach, uh, Jacksonville's been kind of angling up the last month. So if I had to pick, I'd go Jacksonville, but we'll see. Usually things don't go too well for Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to stumble in, man, because of all the, the, the situation in Tennessee, like you just said. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> everybody's hurt. Every All their top-end players, everybody – and on top of it, you know, the receivers don't play anyway besides Traylon Burks. I don't know how good he's been. I may have just really exaggerated his name. But, yeah, I think that, you know, him – like, I think because of where they are right now in the depth chart and how injured their Tennessee is, Jacksonville's in a, it's in a roll-on in. And they deserve it. They've, they've improved a lot. You know what I mean? They've improved a lot. Trevor Lawrence, is, it looks like – the guy he was supposed to be, everyone talked about, and he he is very, very good. So this is a team that spent a lot of money in the offseason to be in this position. So you, you got you got to pay it off in the playoff berth. And I think they're going to. And things, things just worked in their favor at the same time, um, like the injuries at the end. So we're not going to have a tight race, right? Not the super tight race where it's like everyone's on the edge of the seat waiting to see what happens. It won't come down to that. I'm going with Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is balling right now. Tennessee – They've been a question mark pretty much the whole season. Jacksonville's their time to get in the playoffs. Will they do anything with the home field? Probably not. But they'll get into the playoffs. Shout out to Doug Peterson and how he's coached them up to actually have Trevor Lawrence play well this year. Looking at the rest of the AFC, right? Seven seed, Miami Dolphins at eight and seven. The Patriots are seven and eight. The Jets are seven and eight. The Steelers, shout out to Mike Tomlin. Looking like they're going to have another non-losing season, seven and eight. The Raiders are still in the mix at six and nine. Who do you think gets that last final playoff spot? Because the Chargers are clinched. Ravens are clinched. Who gets that last spot? I think if the, the Jets can beat the Seahawks this week, then I'd roll with the Jets just because who knows with Tua, like this is probably the second confirmed concussion this year. Although I think it's been three, but you know, who's counting? But with Tua, it's like you got to protect the player. So I don't know if you can play him week 18. And I saw there was a good point someone made. It's like Miami's going to have to pay like a high-end backup to be his backup all the time because you don't know if you can count on him to stay healthy. 
this is kind of showing that. And so now you get to see what Teddy can do. I'm rooting for Teddy. I want to see him beat the Patriots because the Patriots win. They got the tiebreaker against us. So um, I'm being a little biased, but I want Miami to win this week. So it sets up a, a little showdown in Miami week 18 with us. I think of all the teams you just talked about, too, the Jets are the most talented team left to get in. The most talented team is just a matter of, you know, if, can Mike White come to a good level and, and steady the ship and help him get in? But I think the, C, the Seattle's beat, very beatable. Um, as good as Geno's been, their defense has their, it has its warts and the issues. So there's big plays to be had against that defense, and the the Jets have the weaponry to get to get that job done. They do. So I would say the Jets too. The second team I would think about and be just be wary of is the Steelers because they're always in the conversation and they always find a way to be decent and good. And nothing would surprise me there. Um, Mike Tomlin just figured out ways to win football games. So if the Steelers got into the playoffs, it would not surprise me at all. It, it wouldn't. Um, but I think for the sake of this conversation, I'll go with the Jets too. I think the Jets again are the most talented team by far that hasn't gotten in on the side, on the AFC side. So uh, probably maybe even in the NFL, honestly. So they should get in. It will take a little bit of a meltdown, but we'll see what happens. I need, I need something good to happen. The Knicks blowing leads, 60 point triple doubles. It's like, come on now. Like piling, <laughs> God is just piling this on me right now. My team, well, just, they suck. Giants and Jets in the playoffs at the same time would be, would be interesting. Yeah. That'd be interesting. The, the, the noise in the city would be very loud. That's all I'm going to say. And in the New Jersey area. So, Perfect transition. Looking in that NFC before we even get to the Giants. Who wins the NFC South? Tampa's at 7-8. and eight, Saints are 6-9. and nine, Panthers are 6-9. and nine. Well, there's a big game this week. The Panthers are playing Tampa Bay. So I think if they win this game, that sets up a must-win for both teams week 18 so i'd like to see the the panthers win you know so my, my fellow green and white alumni sam darnold so we'll see we'll see what happens with that but i kind of like the panthers I, I like the way they've been playing they've been playing hard for the the interim coach I, his name is escaping me but um wilkes yes steve wilkes um and I don't really want to see Tom Brady just limp into the playoffs like this. They don't deserve to make the playoffs the way they've been playing. And I think they'd be a – what? That's it right there. That's that's It's all boils down to. The, the, the Buccaneers don't deserve to make it into the playoffs. They're, they have not played – they have not strung together two good performances all year. They're not fun to watch. They're incredibly boring to watch. If they're not in hurry-up offense, they're not generating any offense at all, right? Most of, the, most of the time, Tom Brady looks like somebody who should be doing anything but playing football, right? Most of the time, we can, like, you know what I mean? Like, the only time he looks like he should be playing football is when they're in hurry up and they're playing, they're coming back and they're trying to get a lead late in the game. That's it. The rest of the game is horrible. He's missing Mike Evans. He's missing wide receivers. He's throwing picks. It just doesn't look good. It's not fun to watch. And so I, I, don't, I don't care to see that in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And I think, contrary to popular opinion, I, I don't know, man. I think that a lot of people would feel the same way. I think the Panthers have done a good job hanging in there through a lot of adversity this year. Everyone's talking about them blowing the whole thing up, and they have a chance here to, to get do something special and get in, regardless of their situation. And 
Steve Wilkes, I'm I'm really rooting for that guy to keep his job. He got unceremoniously fired in in Arizona, I think early on, right during the Josh Rosen era, I think, right the transition. He got let go, and Cliff Kingsbury came in next. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So it'd be a good story for that guy to get into the playoffs after everything he's been through to get in. And the way he has that team playing inspired football and the way he has Sam Darnold playing and it's credit to the, the whole staff, but the way Sam Darnold's playing and he's reviving his career late and having a good little run right now, it's cool to see, man. It's, it's cool. And beyond that, they just beat a good, a really good Detroit. They beat the snot out of a really good Detroit Lions football team. So they've just got more equity with me. I just believe in what I see more when I watch the Panthers than when, than I do when I watch the, the Buccaneers. I don't believe in them at all. They, they just look old. <laughs> as a team um, overall. And it's probably, it starts with the quarterback, but Leonard Fournette looks like a, like a sumo wrestler playing running back, just running around out there. It's not, he looks like he's got a roll. We might as well just roll him to the end zone half the time. So it's, it's not, it's not fun to watch. Like I, I don't enjoy the makeup of that football team. And quite frankly, I, I you know, I'm sick and tired of Tom Brady. I'm, I'm definitely biased in this conversation, but if we're going to be honest about it, the team that's looked better is the Panthers period. Now, the Bucs or the Panthers still might be able to get into the playoffs, whether they win the division or not, because the last two spots are still up for grabs. New York Giants are at eight and six. The Commanders are seven and seven. Seattle, seven and eight. Detroit is seven and eight. Green Bay, after all that they've been through, are in the playoff discussion again at seven and eight. A-Rod, Watson, we have a connection. That young wide receiver is actually playing well with Aaron Rodgers as of late. Who do you think is those final two spots in the NFC? I'm going to say I think one of them is the Giants for sure. The last one, I want to say, because I like how they've been playing, I want to say Detroit gets in at that last spot, but it's definitely the Giants. And then that last spot, I think, is up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say the Giants are basically a lock. I, they could lose both games at the end of the year and still have a way to get in if, you know, certain teams lost out too. So they put themselves in the driver's seat by winning that game against Washington. So they, now you have, just, you have to beat a bad Colts team, a terrible Colts team at home. I expect to do that. So I, I think the Giants are going to get in. Um, outside of the Giants, you know, looking at the teams in it, I, Seattle would make a lot of sense. To, to get into this thing, but the way the Packers are playing too, and Aaron Rodgers, I don't, I don't put anything past them. The, the Packers have such a, a uphill battle. They need things to happen. They need, to, they need a bunch of different crazy scenarios to happen to get in. So because I stacked up against them, and I don't think they will, but I would say either Washington gets in, or I'd say, I think Washington's like right behind us. Um, and I think Seattle could easily lose that game against the Jets. It's just they got a tougher schedule, tougher layout. And I think Washington does too, but I think Washington's still been a better position all in all. So I would I would say it's either going to be the, the Lions or Washington that gets that last spot. I know I'm copping out and not picking the team. Uh, I'm leaning towards Washington getting in. Um, but the Lions could get in too. The Lions have had a couple of devastating losses, but they still have a chance. So I, I'd, I'd say that either one of those teams, you know, is the last team to get in. But the Giants are a lot, which is fun to say. Feels good. Okay. I like the confidence. Um... So Giants, yeah, I like the Giants to to make it. You know, they got to win the one of these games. If not, it could get dicey. But um, yeah, if they beat this Colts team, which there's not much to play for at this point, they they suck. Their coach sucks. All their quarterbacks suck. So 
At this point, well, they, what are we doing? They don't want to win. They don't want to win, though. The, the front office it, it doesn't want to win games. I'm sure they want to go get their quarterback in this next, in this next class. I'm sure they're eyeing guys already. They're, they're packing it up. They, the stupid thing here would be to win a football game. It'd be a mistake on their part. So I think just by default, the Giants win that football game. I don't hey, think they're setting those. Dumber things have happened. The Jets, no, for sure. The Jets beat the Rams for no reason. For sure. That made us miss out on Trevor Lawrence. So, for sh- You're absolutely right. And it does happen. I'm just saying like the smart franchises and the Colts aren't stupid. The, the smart ones don't do that. They don't win games. They shouldn't win when they're in that situation. We all know how to, there's no lottery system. So you can do control your future when it comes to who you get in the draft based on how many games you lose. So team well, that's, why, that's why they hired Jeff Saturday. That's exactly why they hired him. That's the true reason why they hired him. They didn't want to win games. That's that's really what it was all about from the very beginning. They could have hired someone qualified, but you run the risk of winning some football games with a guy like Jonathan Taylor in your backfield and guys that are talented. Now Taylor is, are, is, is suddenly perfectly lined up to miss the rest of the season on IR. It just makes sense. You know, it just makes sense. You're gonna you're looking at a situation now where, you know, <laughs> you've really set yourself up nicely to get a Will, a Will Levis or get Anthony Richardson or get so, whoever you want, right? The next tier quarterback, even Stroud, you might get. He's within range. So I think, you know, their old line looks so bad. I mean, it looks so bad. They're, not even, they're so clearly not trying to protect Nick Foles. He's just a crash test dummy out there. So I expect Kayvon Thibodeau to be all over him on Sunday in New York. It, it's, it's not lined up for him, man. It, we're, we're getting in. And we, we deserve it. I deserve it. Looking at we're probably a quarter of way through the season for the NBA. The all-star voting has been opened up in the East. Before we even talk reserves, who's your starters in the all-star game? Your predictions right now, based off the season, who do you have starting in the backcourt in the East? I'm going with, Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I agree. Miles, do you have any? Do you have any, I agree. I, the Kyrie thing, I was talking to somebody about it, and they were saying, oh, no, there's no way Kyrie will be in the All-Star game. And they're taking into account all of the nonsense that's happened off the court. But he missed about eight games, and that's sabbatical when he was, when he was you know, reading, when he was reading that crazy-ass book and posting online. So I think that because – we're past that, and he's and they're where they are now as a team, right? We're talking about the second seed in the East, ten game wins in a row. KD's MVP, right? Playing at an MVP level, um, and Kyrie is just a he's playing at a 50-40-90 level. That's where he's at, 50-40-90 across the board, right? Just around just around there, you have two guys playing at that level, 50-40-90 on the Nets. So they both deserve to get in, and both deserve to start the All Star game. It just makes sense. Kyrie's been incredible since getting back. He's focused. He's focused, so I, I think uh, he deserves to get in. His ends, he's playing well. Who's your starters in the backcourt, Miles? No, I like that. I, I was thinking Trey Young, but you know, I don't, I don't like that guy. So he didn't even come to work. Well, n- neither did the other guy. So <laughs> At least, I'm saying we're winning, though. But yes, neither of those guys go to work. For the front court, I'm going with Giannis, Jason Tatum, which is obvious how he's been balling this year. And I think some people forgot because of everything that was going on off the court. Kevin Durant, I'm going to throw this stat out there. If he stays at this pace, he will be the first player in NBA history to average, I believe, over 32 points at a 55% field goal percentage clip. This man is basically making every other shot he takes. 
KD is on an absolute tear, and his true shooting percentage, they said, is 67%. Mm. This man isn't missing. <laughs> you can't do nothing with that. And me and Greg talked about it. We put it in the chat. It was a sequence that the Nets had against the Cavs. Them boys, them boys look scary. Them, bo- them boys look, and in the words of coming to America, them boys good. They good. I, I like what I'm seeing from Brooklyn. I, I hadn't seen a stretch of basketball like that since the Warriors in 2016 with KD. Like I haven't seen a stretch of basketball that great, that unstoppable since like, that was ridiculous. They scored like 20 points in like three minutes, or, or like not even less than that. It was it was just it was insane to close out a half. This so. Yeah, this team, this is what I, I dreamed about them being when it all happened when KD and Kyrie came, and it's happening right now. So it's a lot of fun, and the, the BS is on the side now. But, yeah, I think your, your three guys you named, uh, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and KD, no-brainer, no-brainer. I don't think there's even an argument for anybody, any one of those guys to be out um, right now, even though Giannis looks a lot like the basketball Tarzan I spoke about these days. Uh, that's a whole different conversation. But I think that, you know, he's still getting his number. He's still a great player. So. Tarzan or not, he's gonna swing it. He's gonna swing on that vine into the All Star game. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Um, Tatum, he's balling out. He could possibly win MVP this year. Giannis, same thing. And then Durant, like you said, it's unreal for someone who takes mostly jumpers to be shooting like close to sixty percent from the field. So only other person that you could probably say you could debate is like Embiid, but I still don't know who you take out. Maybe Giannis, but. Looking at the reserves. Oh, Embiid, yes. Looking at the reserves, right? I got I got Embiid as one of my reserves. Okay. Jalen Brown. Yeah. Drew Holiday, Pascal. Bam. Tyrese. Mm-hmm. And you gotta put Jalen Brunson in that mix. Mm. Jalen Brunson's as a as an all all star reserve this year. The Knicks gotta get the Knicks. How they been playing outside of you know lately the little Luka going crazy and losing leads. <laughs> Jalen Brunson gotta get the head the nod. I wouldn't give it to Randall. I'm giving it to Jalen Brunson. He's been the thing that changed about the Knicks that made him. De- I mean, let let the Knicks officially speak to that more than me, but. I feel like he's the thing that changed that team more than anything else. He's been the best player on the team, most consistent anyways, I, I would think. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really debating that. Like, who gets in? Is it Jalen Brunson? Um, does, he, does he make this all-star bid? I think he does. He deserves it. And I told people he'd be an all-star. I'm not surprised by this. Uh, I'm not surprised. I didn't know it would happen this soon, but I, I thought at some point in his next tenure, he'd be an all-star in the East. So here we are. Here we are. And I think he deserves it. So hopefully he gets in. But I think every reserve you listed is is on the nose. I'm trying to think of a guy who might deserve it. That it, Oh, Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton. And I Nick heard Claxton. Miles mentioned it earlier. People probably going to feel some type of way that I didn't mention Trey Young, but I can't put I can't yeah. put Trey on the uh, all-star this year. Trey, Trey will probably make it at because off reputation. You know how it goes at this sometimes. You know, like off reputation, these guys get in, and that's why. I was debating the Jalen Brunson, the Jalen Brunson thing because if he puts if Trey Young gets in, the person who pays for it is probably Jalen Brunson. I think he might he might just get booted out because Tyrese is making an All Star game. No, Tyrese is gonna make it. Tyrese Halliburton is incredible. He's gonna make the All Star game, and you can Wally Wally uh, Wally Zerbiak can suck on that, right? But um, 
if we're talking about, you know, that last spot, I think Trae Young, let's see how much the name brand versus non-name brand kicks in. That's really what we're going to discuss for that last spot. But Nick Claxton, there's some votes now. Nick Claxton is the best clutch defender in basketball right now. In the clutch moments, he's the best defender in basketball, the best defensive rating I think I saw. Um, he has been incredible. He had six blocks last night. He is the backbone of that defense. Everyone talked about the Nets needing a big man. He's doing everything back there for them, slim frame or not. He's taking care of business. And him, him, and, him and, ben Simmons, and, and Ben Simmons are working really well together on the court for them. So with a team like the Nets, who could be the number one seed in the East by the time the All-Star game rolls around, they could have, you could make a case for three All-Stars in that team. And it wouldn't be Ben Simmons as a third, but it would be Nick Claxton. So, you know, I just want to show him some love. I don't, I don't think he'll, he won't get in, I don't think, but he certainly deserves some, some uh, conversation around his name. Yeah, I like the picks. Um, I'd I'd take Jalen Brunson over <clears throat> Trey Young at this point. Me too. Just because of the impact that he's had for the Knicks. Like, if you take him off this team, who knows where we'd be? <laughs> yeah. Sidebar, Dan Brain wasn't on the docket, but I just want to get y'all y'all take real quick. I know Greg gotta go. You got probably like fifteen minutes left with him. Trey Young. There's rumors that he's going to request a trade. Things aren't going well with the coach. If you're the front office, do you try to trade Trey Young? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I, I don't think – because you're not going to be able to attract the second superstar to come play with him in Atlanta. It's not the marketplace for it. And it's hard to get guys to come play with guys like Luca and Trey because they dominate the ball so much. So you capitalize on your investment by trading him, getting as many picks back in a haul as you can, and getting as many 2023 draft picks as you can because this draft class is strong as all hell, right? You and you you reset, you reset. I, you know, this him Bog, Bog, you know, Bogdanovich, and you have uh, you have Collins. Collins doesn't want to be there anymore. You got to try and trade Collins. So a lot of the, the blue chip pieces that you've gotten over the years, you don't even have any plans to keep them around. So my opinion, you, you trade them. And you reset it. I, well, the Hawks last night, they played the Nets without Trey Young. The ball flies around, man. They're dangerous. They have a lot of talent. You have DeJounte Murray you made a trade for. It makes Trey Young a bit more expendable when you have DeJounte Murray over there, anyways, especially when Trey Young doesn't want to play off ball. That's part of the that's part of the problem. All these problems started with Nate McMillan when remember you got you added DeJounte Murray to the fold. The rumor in the offseason was that they did it so that way you could play off ball more because you're such a great shooter. You think it makes sense, right? But Trey Young has no interest in doing that to the point where he's fighting with his coach and leaving practices early and not showing up to the games unannounced, not telling people. So when it gets to that point, is that toxic? And you have a guy who's he's talented, he's amazing, he's a hell of a basketball player, it's great. But you you're a liability defensively. You don't really play defense, you, it's, and part of it's just you're not really built to do that. And on top of that, you know you're you're not trying to play off ball and do what it takes to win in the NBA, right? You got to make a hard decision, and the hardest—it's it, not that hard when you think about it. Trading him makes sense, as long as you get the right haul back in return. Now, the, the more interesting question is who trades for him, because I think whether or not they should trade him is an easier question to answer. I think who trades for Trey Young is the question that we should be asking, because that's a much more fun conversation to have. Who do you think? If anybody comes to your mind, Miles, Greg, who do you think? I'll let Miles talk about market, it. Should be in the market for Trey Young services. Miles should have Miles should be having itch for him, so I think I'll let him talk about it. Shoot, I don't know who who would want to 
trade for him at this point because you're going to have to give up too much. He doesn't play defense. I think with the the Hawks, they've kind of reached a, a ceiling with with Trey Young as their their point guard. Like they made the conference finals what two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't see how they go any further than that with this team as constructed. So they kind of have to make something happen soon. But yeah, they, def- they definitely hit their plateau with Trey Young as a team. Yeah, and then they gave up all these picks for Dejounte Murray. Like, what's going on? So. It would be nice for them to get some picks back, some players. I think they play a lot better with DeJounte Murray than they do with Trey Young. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they've seen. And like, <clears throat> I think John Collins doesn't want out <clears throat> if Trey Young's gone. He just don't want to be with Trey. Yeah, he doesn't want to be with Trey. And that's one of your young players that you can build around. In the West, Starting backcourt. I got Luca and Steph. Yeah. I mean Steph's gonna miss Steph's gonna miss a lot of time, but Steph, he's not he's starting. So what are we talking about? Steph Luca and Steph. That's a oh sh- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um who sits though? Yeah, that's the Steph. thing. The starters, the starters is basically hopes. The, yeah. the fan the fan vote and all that. I think Steph will get in. Yeah. Off of that. He's gonna have enough votes. You know, you know Steph's, you know Steph's like the the president out here, you know, so he, he's gonna get in. There's no way he's not getting in. And Luca got all of Slovenia and Austrian Australia and all that voting for him. So he, he's got international presence. So he's in, you know, the this, you know, everyone loves him. So he's gonna get in for sure. So there's no chance that Shea starts over either one of them. Also, if I'm backtracking, for the trade sweepstakes, uh, two teams that come to mind that should trade for him off the top of my head. Uh, I do think the Knicks should make, should make, a, make, make a little call because y'all need some star power. I'm sorry. I don't have enough shot creators in that team. And y'all need some juice. And Trey gives you guys juice right away. And I don't think Jalen Brunson is going to deal. So I, I think it's worth it. If you can get RJ and who, yeah, trade RJ because look, the RJ thing is over. Let's stop. Let's stop with the RJ. Stop kidding yourself, okay? He gives you 44 points every now and then. He'll have a good game, and then he just comes out and looks like garbage, and, and it's like you don't know how to feel about him. He's lukewarm, okay? Trade RJ. He can't, he can't create shots off the dribble. He dribbles in a straight line. He dribbles at a fifth-grade level, okay? Trade the guy. Let's move on. Let's, let's get some star power in New York. So we can have our action. Yo, I don't know about you, Miles, but I have visions of having a real like rivalry in New York because KD going to be here, all right? So let, let's have some fun with this thing. Let's get Trey Young in the building. You all right, you got a nice little backcourt, and let's get because you should have had Donovan Mitchell. So let, let's let's get some star power in the building. I think it makes sense, man. Like, I know I know it's not appealing because he handles the ball a lot, but and it's but you got to do something. <laughs> you got to do something, man, for real. You so can't we're gonna have shit. two. We're gonna have two six feet guards in the backcourt. Just you get do it up all all game. Is that what we're doing? You were do before anyway. So if you're just build, be like the Cavs and build an incredibly long uh, front court, that athletic front court that can sustain against those and help and, and you can you're funneling all of those guys who are driving past you too. Got those two turnstiles in the front of the court to yeah, be the yeah. athletic guys. That's what you do. But who's the uh, second team? So how long? How long before they get frustrated with him just getting blown past every time? <laughs> Not yo. Is it has that happened in Cleveland? <laughs> has has Jared has Jared Allen turned around and smacked Darius Garland in the back of the head? I don't think so. So he should be okay. 
But um, no, the second team that comes to mind is obviously a team like the Lakers need juice, man. Uh, obviously, the Lakers need juice. All right, I, I don't know if they, they they probably can't they can't pull it off. Okay, but they need to do something. LeBron issued a very public threat to those guys yesterday. That was that was about as pointed as of a threat as I heard LeBron make. And I've you know I'm a big LeBron guy, obviously, so I paid attention to his throughout his entire career. He's been frustrated. He's been, he's been in bad situations before, but. To, to talk about retirement so openly, you told guys you don't play until you're 45. You were very clear about that. Now, all of a sudden, it's about your mind being in it, and you'll see if your mind can stay in it if you guys are just playing for nothing. Look, that was a shot of Genie Bus. Figure it out. Figure it out. Um, you got to do something. And if you even if you can't get Trey Young, you, you, your name, should, your hat should be in the ring. You got to do something. You got to make a shake because you don't want to lose Bron. Trust me. <laughs> you don't want Bron to walk away. You really don't. So I think the the Lakers and Knicks are two teams that are obviously teams that should be in the mix. Are they the most feasible teams? That are, is it going to happen? Probably not, but they should be in it. Yeah, I get what you're saying on that regard. Do something to show LeBron that you actually give a darn. Because for what it looked like, honestly, it seemed like a, a dog that helped out blind people could run the organization better than what <laughs> He's trying to give the keys to a service dog. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they call a service dog. The front court, I got Joker, Zion, and AD starting. Will AD be back? I hope he's back. I don't think think he'll be back. I think he'll he'll be voted as a starter, and then they'll replace him. Okay. Yeah, I have no argument. No argument there. Not that we do this to argue, but... No argument at all on those three guys. I don't think we can. Zion, if you had Zion. to replace, if you had to replace AD, I'd say Sabonis should get that. Because yeah. mm. yeah. he's been really good. He's been playing like the, the Jokic role for Sacramento. Yeah, I agree. On the reserves, give me SGA, give me Bron, Paul George, Dane, John Morant, and Lori Marketing. You didn't start Bron. Nope. <laughs> oh, you know Bron's gonna start though. You know, know he's gonna get the votes. I I, I know that. But I, if it was up to me, I wouldn't start Bron this year. Who your who your three forwards again? Holy Zion. Yeah, I'd, start, I'd I'd put Zion over Bron this year just because okay. of what he's done. No, that's fair. I I don't disagree. By the way, I don't disagree. I think you guys are absolutely right. I just think there's no way. You know he's you know he's it's like it's like Kobe at the end. It's, it doesn't matter. Like you're, you're gonna get you're, you're in. You're, you're starting. People love you. You're beloved. So yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing too. Is like I think if they obviously had a more of a winning record too, yeah. he'd be in there. And I think he'll get in there also because every time he's been the captain, he's undefeated. So they'd love to see if he could do it again. That's better for TV ratings, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't have him starting this year because Zion is playing out of his mind. Pelicans are a championship contender team. Mm-hmm. And then Nikola Jokic is looking like he's trying to get another MVP. He's yeah. balling. He's doing it. And he's – everybody's talking about, oh, yeah, he's getting this player and that player back. This man still is carrying a lot <laughs> – carrying yeah. a lot on his back with that Denver team because Murray don't look like fully yeah. himself yet. And Porter Jr., he over here, his neck, his back, everything hurt. Also, if he's not shooting the basketball, he's not playing. Like he's not doing anything. He's he just never impacted any other way. Six eight, six nine, and 
doesn't do anything Ain't else. No. No. Immature. That's all right. Finish it off. Kappa facts. Sean Payton and Tom Brady should go to the Saints next season. Cap. Why would that be the quarterback you pick? <laughs> yeah. Why would that I, be the place they go? Back to the Saints, he said? Yeah, back to the Saints. Oh. Yeah, I'm just sick and tired of a, new, a good New Orleans team. They seem like an annoying fan base. I don't know why. They've been through a lot, but it just bothered me. Where, uh, where do you think uh, Sean Payton should go next season? Because there's already rumor that he wants to actually – he wants to get back into it next season. Uh, he might go to the Broncos, probably work his, wave his magic wand over over uh, Let's Ride, and maybe they'll actually – you know the, 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 the train will be operational next year. I think it could work. It, it could work. Russell Wilson has lost arm talent. It's just – you know, he played like a bum this year. And then he just got caught up in all the other stuff off the field. But, you know, I, I think that's a lot of it, you know, really. Re- I really do. But, um, okay, there's that. What, I mean, the Colts are interesting if, if they get the right quarterback. You, you're, if you can get yourself excited about Anthony Richardson or one of these young guys they're going to draft, maybe you go there. Um, that could make some sense, too. I'm sure he wants to go somewhere with an established quarterback. Um, I think Dallas is going to get bounced out the playoffs this year. Um, obviously early. And I think Dallas probably be where he looks to go because they're gonna fire McCarthy. Looking for they're looking for any excuse to fire his ass. They were wait, McCarthy was a place placemat, right? A placeholder, I should say, a bookmark, if you will, for uh, when Sean uh, Sean Payton came available. So I think that you know they're gonna take that that old dusty ass bookmark out the book and put insert Sean Payton into the fold. So I think that's what's that's the most likely scenario. Okay, we we all know Dallas was a team he was linked to, and I hate that, but. Because it'll make them a better football team. It will. Um, you know, I had a good coach of my own. So it'll be all right. But I think, I think that's the situation that we're looking at that's most feasible. Yeah. I know he was probably hoping the charges would be worse. Yeah. yeah. So they could fire the head coach, but they clinched the playoff spot. So they might still fire us. <laughs> they might still fire him if he, you know, gives the, the word that, all right, I want to be here. Mm-hmm. Coach Herbert. They fire him. most talented quarterback that could possibly need a new coach i hope that happens by the way yeah. i hope he doesn't come to the nfc east i don't i don't want him here uh go over there you know go build up your your empire with justin herbert the most talented quarterback alive um and we, you know we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that but just don't come don't come here and fix Dak prescott like don't do that that please let them let them be perpetually bad because that's where i like it i like it like that even when they're good they're bad like you know what i mean like you never really sold um, so yeah, I, I, I hope he goes to the Chargers, but I think the Cowboys are the most realistic option. I think the Cowboys is how it ends. He didn't end up in the Cowboys if we just, if we're being real, like about it, you know? Yo, happy new year to our followers. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all rocking with us all 2022. We look forward to y'all rocking with us in 2023. We're going to have a bunch of more stuff to come, new content. We're going to have the different mic set up, a whole bunch of different things we got coming your way. But you already know 2022 to 2023 to 2024. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench Mob ENT, we out. Peace. Peace.